Welcome to the show. I'm Sean Larson. I'm Zach Darnell, and we're the Textillers, exploring what it's like to build things. So this is our our first show uh, as the Textillers, and uh, we really just kind of want to introduce you to who we are, um, why we're here, uh, and most importantly, why you're here to listen, and what we're going to be sharing with you um, on on our journey. Um, through this and subsequent seasons. So uh, just to kind of start off, Zach, why don't you tell our audience about yourself and where you come from and, and what you do? And uh... Yeah. Well, a long time ago. Just kidding. A so, long, long, a long time, time ago. ago. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'll start maybe with kind of where I started my career, like my professional background. Um really started in like technical project management. I was working for a SaaS company in the telephony space. We were doing um, uh, hosted 3CX call manager stuff. And I was mostly managing a lot of smaller engagements, maybe 15 to 25 projects at a time, give or take with really small, but uh, boilerplate, you know, scope of work projects, very much waterfall environment, very kind of old school, you know, quote unquote, uh, this time really gave me kind of the, the basis for my professional mind. I had some really good coaching and really good mentoring over that time, uh, from our CTO. And I really started to understand the importance of building relationships and tenacity. That was kind of really big for me. I was there for maybe, I don't know, six and a half years or so. Did you, at this point, did you know you were going to be in a tech industry moving forward? Was this, was this where you wanted to be? Oh Yeah. So, I mean, when I went to college, I doubled in uh, business and, and computer science, realized very quickly that I was not a very good computer science person. I should never develop code uh, outside of you and I tinkering around and me learning. Uh, but I've always loved technology, loved products, uh, loved tinkering and pulling stuff apart, but sitting and, and doing that, no, definitely. Right on. So, um, I got some enterprise experience during that time. Uh, you know, every once in a while we'd land a pretty large engagement and I was kind of our go-to person. So, uh, it really wasn't until I transitioned to another product company, uh, that really gave me that true enterprise cloud experience. That was a fun transition. Actually. Uh, these guys were a larger, uh, traditional software company, uh, started in the mid nineties, mid to late nineties, and they were really early in their SaaS journey. Uh, so they had just created a new division a couple of years prior, still pretty small group. Uh, and this is where I got some exposure to an agile environment and started to kind of change my philosophy and thinking to work more and think more around product development, uh, which was really, really cool rather than just simply execution. So I spent time in a few different roles there from a little bit of systems engineering to product management, um, project management here and there. You kind of most anybody in, in that world, uh, even if you don't have the, the title of project manager, you're doing project management stuff. Right. Everybody is. And so is it fair to say at this point, you are now being exposed to building stuff? Well, software primarily. Software, services, sure. relationships. Again, yeah. like that's a really, that was a really big uh, thing for me. A good, in my opinion, good product managers understand that they don't really have a lot of authority. They, they might, given the company environment, for the most part, you have influence and you need to build relationships and, and influence to really drive uh, your initiatives and your product forward. Uh, so that really gave me some good experience there. 
Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, uh, you know, during that time, I really got some broader experience to kind of learn what I was good at, not so good at uh, and yeah. what I enjoyed doing. So it, it really started to, uh, allow me to start thinking about where do I want to take my career versus, okay, what's the next opportunity? I could start to be a little bit more strategic in building my career and my personal brand. Uh, so I, I really figured out that, um, I'm not really well suited for traditional project management and even a project management role. So that really uh, started me thinking around, um, you know, how do I start to work on the business versus in the business? And that was kind of really cool to start thinking through that. And, um, my, my, my thought process and the way that I think I'm a very external thinker, really big picture thinker. So, uh, really not well suited for detail and, uh, I can do it because I had to learn how to do it if I had to, but it's not the way I'm naturally wired. So um, after that, it took me uh, trying a few different things to kind of figure out uh, what are some of the roles that I would enjoy um, and you know what are the things that I need to cultivate that would really allow me to be um, successful, quote unquote. So years, fast forward a few years. I was recruited by an extremely large uh, Fortune 250, I think, if I can, re- if I can remember correctly. Uh, they were a, a huge uh, systems integrator uh, to lead one of their teams and uh, working with one of their largest enterprise clients on-site um, in another city. So I was traveling a lot. Um, and it was here that I got exposure to an environment that I did not enjoy. Oh, man. I remember when I got to our... <laughs> our day one executive training, first day orientation kind of thing. And uh, the CEO is getting up and he's telling all of us, you know, here's what I want you guys to focus on, driving revenue. That is your KPI. Uh, and not that revenue is a bad thing, but uh, it's a great thing. It's You can't grow your organization if you can't, you know, make money. Right, but focusing only on that and not thinking Correct. about the other Right, the if other that's bits. the only thing that your organization's pushing, not a good environment for me. Uh, personally, I'd like that to be a result of of the OKRs or KPIs right. or whatever it is that you're looking at as an organization, the way that you're driving it and, and you know engaging with things. Absolutely. Uh, so um, this was you know kind of the the quote unquote quintessential evil corporation in my eyes, uh, even though they're not an evil organization. To be fair, so I didn't spend a lot of time there, and I quickly moved uh, to a smaller, more uh, I don't know if you want to call it a boutique product development consultancy, uh, and this is where Sean and I intersect. Actually, yeah. well, I, I think that's I think that's a really interesting um, uh, point when you uh, talk about how a company's culture affected you to to look for uh, such that uh, you took a look in the opposite direction. You know, so you were working for this enormous company, and you said, you know what, this this feels wrong. So I'm going to try and go the opposite route and see how that feels. And I think at this point you start really painting the picture of the spectrum. And uh, I would argue that this is where you start to become, you know, I think we all reach that level of being able to help others from a mentor standpoint because of your experience. So you start to attain that experience level that uh, I believe is where you switch over from mentee to mentor, you know? Sure. Yeah. And, and honestly that didn't happen until a few years after even, even where you and I intersected to be brutally honest, it really hasn't started for me in the last, um, I don't know, six months. Right. But that's, that is that point that I think Mm. you can probably pin on a timeline and say, this is where, this is where my, uh, you know, like the, 
my veteran <laughs> status began here. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. Uh, and at that, at that point we, we did, uh, Zach and I encountered each other, um, uh, at the same shop there. Uh, and my journey is, is very different, uh, in some senses and in others, not, um, i actually began as an audio engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not even in the software industry. Uh, when I began my career, um, I was doing, um, music production, the, uh, occasional audiobook, <laughs> uh, which was just loads of fun. Actually, they, they was were, that sarcasm or I'm actually kind of curious what it's like to record an audiobook. Well, at times it was fun. Um, it really depended on who you were recording. You know, somebody mm. who just couldn't get it right, and they were like, "Oh, y'all, can you play that back? I want to hear what I did." No, just keep reading. <laughs> it would take forever sometimes, but most of the time, you got to listen to a story. Somebody was reading something to you, and they would take a break and mm-hmm. get through a chapter. So a lot of times, uh, it was just easy money. In any case, um, uh, I think what I really enjoyed during this period was creating uh, art. I and mean, we were, we were making music, you know, and I was helping people get to the point where they had releasable music to give to the world. And that was, uh, that was very satisfying for me. However, there's not um, a sustainable model for recording studios at this time in the Midwest. <laughs> there's no way to make a living uh, operating and um, uh, working in a recording studio that, in the Midwest, uh, mostly because at the time, um, these laptops that we rely on so much were replacing the recording studio. So uh, I realized at some point I needed to find a way to get into another uh, industry. But what I didn't want to leave behind was the idea of creating, of of building something. This is what I do. This is what I like to do. So I'd always had a bit of an interest in um, building websites, something I'd kind of played with since high school. And uh, and that was something you kind of taught yourself early on. Yeah, sure. There, there was no nobody was teaching this stuff, you know, at the time. I mean, you could. There weren't blogs. There weren't, you know. Sure. I might be dating myself a little bit here, but <laughs> there, you kind of had to just buy a book and figure it out the best you could for whatever books. Existed. Or go to college. Or go to college. Right. Um, uh, at that point, I hadn't. Not for software. Right. Yeah. I, for audio for, engineering. For, yeah. For audio engineering and and jazz <laughs> you do play a man uh or a mean uh yaz guitar i do i love a yaz guitar <laughs> uh so once i got out of the audio industry um i went back to school for for computer science and i uh, got a computer science degree fell in love with uh software um writing code and uh building things and you started with android right at the, at the time i was working for a company um that was uh building a, 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 this enormous web app. They were maintaining a legacy a bit of it too. And they realized that uh, not only did they need to update the core of their software product, they also needed to get into the mobile space. Um, at this point, it was still pretty new. iOS had been established. Android was still the Wild West. Um, they had an iOS developer. They needed an Android developer. There's nobody in the area. Uh, so they looked to me and say, hey, you know Java, right? Yeah, great. You're the Android guy. Oh, okay. I guess I'll uh, <laughs> figure that out too. And I did. I jumped in and um, uh, learned a lot very quickly and uh, kind of grew with the platform as it started to mature. So uh, that was a really neat journey. Um, and, 
you know, after that, uh, uh, I, I, that became my, my wheelhouse was uh, mobile development, particularly Android. And uh, uh, after I left that organization, I moved to that boutique shop that Zach mentioned earlier. And uh, mm-hmm. we met within weeks of both starting there. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think we started within a couple of weeks of yeah. each other. Yeah. I happened to be on the same team, yep. which is kind of nice. Yep. Uh, yep. Working with a really big uh, enterprise client, uh, which was a lot of fun for me because uh, yeah. that's kind of where I came from. It was it began as an incredibly fun project mm-hmm. uh, with loads of challenges. Uh, and the people we were, we were working with were incredibly talented, very yeah. smart. We had a great team. Oh yeah. It was, it was phenomenal. But uh, like all things, um, you know, people move and change and, and uh, so did we. Oh yeah. But I feel like during that time, it really, uh, it gave me access to new and good mentors and starting to build a lot of those relationships mentor, by the way, shameless plug for my personal viewpoint on relationships. If you don't have one, find at least one mentor. It is so important for your professional and personal development. Like so very important. Uh, I will second that. And, and also, uh, remind you of the, the, um, the, the council that we sat on during that time, Mm. uh, to kind of help maintain, uh, a very positive culture of feedback. And we wrote a couple mm. of blog posts mm-hmm. on uh, establishing feedback as a new employee or, you know, mm-hmm. especially in the, um, the tech industry, how important that is. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Um, seek them out and yeah. be open to people seeking them out uh, as a mentor. If you are experienced and that's something we're going to talk a lot about uh, during our show, we're going to bring up a culture uh, episode. Um, it might even be a two-parter because there's yeah, a there's lot, lot to there. explore there. And you know, our definition of culture is going to be somewhat different than everybody else's. It's a that's a that's a big subject, right? Absolutely. But I think there are some axioms of of uh, successful cultures that we can talk about. Oh yeah, definitely. Anyway, that's so a <laughs> yeah, so uh, really quick to wrap up, I think where I'm at now. Uh, so we both left. Uh, that company, I think within about six to 10 months of each other, somewhere mm-hmm. in there, uh, you left before I did, yep. uh, moved away and that kind of, you know, not having that co-location can wear on you. Well, if you have that, if you have more of a, an extroverted personality, at least, uh, and like to be around people. Um, and then I ended up having an opportunity to go take over a product development, um, uh, organization within uh, a scale up. Uh, it was a lot of fun, learned a lot. Uh, did not go uh, as well as I had hoped, but well, well, I, I still learned a ton. Well, and it, it's interesting that you bring that up because you actually kind of rescued me from my mm. mid, my extreme oh. Western dispatch. <laughs> got, got you to move back and come help me build this group. Yeah, uh, which uh, I was very eager to do. Um, we did a good job, I think, building the team out. Um, the, you know, the company went a different direction. That's okay. It, it did, but a lot of the lessons that I think we learned revolve very much around culture. and uh, mm. Yeah. Perhaps some of the ways not to engage your employees. Anyway, potentially. Uh, but also, you know, again, how to build how to build and or mend relationships. I think Absolutely, that was, that was big for me. There. there, there's a lot. Yeah, we we both had uh, some interesting lessons. Mm-hmm. And now I am uh, on the the leadership team at a uh, or I don't even know how to describe my group, but anyway, uh, at a at a little bit larger but still uh, local. Um, Product development company, all software products. I am beginning yeah, a you're new being, journey. New journey, yeah. Very soon here. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> you're going back to a product company. I am. I am. 
Uh, but I think it's good. You've seen Goodwill Hunting, right? Oh yeah. It's not Goodwill Hunting, um, but it is uh, another Matt Damon movie. No, it's Kevin Smith's. It's a oh. it's a Kevin Smith film where both Matt Damon and uh, um, Ben Affleck Ben Affleck are kind of in and this dogma. It's dogma. That's yeah, right. I think. Yeah. And he he's like remember. Remember, do a safe film, you know, (laughs) and a a fun film or whatever it was. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, I'm going back and forth between product and consultants. Oh, well, that's okay. I've done it a couple times. It's fun. There there are pros and cons to each. Agreed. Um, So, yeah, I think and you spent a little bit of time at another uh, very old company. Very old and big. Huge. Like Fortune 100. Yeah, I think even bigger than where, I don't know, there was about 200,000 employees at that at that larger firm that I Worldwide. was at. Worldwide. Yeah. Man. Very big. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, how, how many, you don't know yet. You don't know how many people you've got at your new group. Nope. Nope. I can't talk to it yet. Yeah. Hundreds, thousands. Who knows? Many peeps. Yeah. <laughs> But it does it does bring us to where we are now, yeah, uh, and why we've chosen to do this podcast and uh, um, yeah, and, and, yeah. Uh, and just to jump in on that, I think this all started what a year ago, year and a half ago. I can't well, remember about somewhere in there longer because you and I have been talking about doing a podcast. Oh, that's true for years since we first started working together. Yeah, I, almost that was actually one of our first. Yeah. Like we grabbed lunch. I think we were like, <clears throat> oh man, it would be fun to like start a podcast. Yeah. Um. So I think about a year or so ago, I had an idea. I had a, had a rando like, "This is kind of cool. I don't know." And I I called my buddy who understands technology way better than I do, but also has an eye for product. And I'm like, "Okay, dude, I've got this idea. What do you think?" And oh, I think we sat down over drinks. He's cool. talking about me. I'm. The I am talking about Sean. Sorry. Yes, Sean, <laughs> the guy sitting right next to me. I uh, had a little whiskey and kind of told him my idea. And I'm like, I don't know if this has legs, but what do you think? And uh, we continued. I mean, man, the, the insights that you brought to it, um, it just bl- blew the scope of what we were going to work on out of the water. Uh, and that's been a lot of fun. And I think that really that journey of exploring that, uh, talking to some mentors who are VCs here in town of like, hey, if this is something we went to build, what do you think? Uh, just to get some, you know, friendly feedback, and um, it really kind of took us on a on a like, oh man, okay, this is something we might be able to take on at some point in time in the future. We don't yeah. have very small children. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, and I think more than anything, it 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 gave us pause to 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 look at what other people are doing and mm. not, you know, and I think we were definitely orbiting around the tech space, but uh, realizing that successful people in 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 business or startups or anything like this uh, share a lot of values uh when they're first starting up and mm. and a lot of it comes from you know from 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 that the beginning of that idea and how they move it from just an idea to reality reality yeah and uh i know we're both fascinated by that and so Really, that that is that is kind of how we uh, have started to approach learning about how to get ourselves to that next step. Um, so, yeah, this is where the journey. It's a begins. little, it's a little self serving, but for the most part, uh, I feel like the more and more we talked about things, the more just exploring those conversations. Uh, I think is really for at least for me of what really made me go. I'd love to understand what 
so and so, so and so, and so and so's journey was like. Yeah. Not not like the quintessential founder story, but more like okay, what was it actually like to to build the thing? Yeah. Why did you decide to take this side hustle or this hobby and make it a business? Yeah. And not just technology. Oh, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk to some, you know, local entrepreneurs that are in the coffee business that are in the. I just, you know, throw a stone and you can hit a brewery here in town because Lord knows, I think we're up to like 550 or it's something nuts. crazy. It's yeah. kind of crazy. Um, or or some, uh, I don't know, trade show exhibit company here in town. Just um, some some local companies that, um, you know, why did you do this? Why do you find it fun? Right. And, and, and what was it like? Do you remember how we came up with the name? I know that was a bit. That was that was a handful of conversations. Uh, th- there was, there, I think, there was a period where I was using the word "distill" probably mm-hmm. very heavily mm-hmm. because uh, taking a big idea and trying to break it down into some smaller components, if I remember correctly, the most important pieces. Mm, that's right. That's right. And getting it to a point where you get rid of all the superfluous elements and distill it to what matters the most. And so we kind of took that that feeling and, and wrapped it up into something that uh, makes sense because as, as through our conversations, we, we found ourselves breaking these, these big ideas down into, into ways to convey them easily to the people we, we were working with. And so uh, it seemed like a natural fit. So, yeah, I think for season one, the, the biggest goal here is to find what works, what people enjoy, what we enjoy doing, uh, we're perpetual iterators, uh, product developers, and we're using this first season and maybe beyond to experiment with what it's like to build a successful show. Uh, so we really want to know. We've we've got Instagram and Twitter emails set up. Uh, we'll make sure that that's plastered. We're pretty much at the Tech Stillers, S T I L L E R S, uh, on Instagram and Twitter, and then you can hit us up at uh, info or feedback. I set up too. Ooh. At thetextillers.com. Uh, you can even go to our website and uh, check out some things. We're going to start writing some blogs. So I think this is really an opportunity for us to uh, find a creative outlet. I've never written before. Mine are going to be terrible at first and probably for a while, but I'm okay with that. Right. I want to get better. And this is why feedback is so important. So mm. if you hear something and you're just like, oh, I don't know about that, let us know. Yeah, uh, we or, won't take it personally as long as you're not an a-hole about it. Right. We we want to grow. Uh, we're not going to wilt in the face of criticism. We want that feedback to grow and to to, to uh, improve what we do. Right. Um, you know. So if you want to hear something different, tell us. Yeah. If you want to hear more of something, tell us that too. Yeah. Um, I hope we get more positive feedback than negative. But hey, um, uh, good constructive criticism will push you to to grow and mold and get better at something. So we very much welcome that. Absolutely. Great. With that, um, our next episode, uh, we're going to be featuring our good friend, uh, Anthony Burke, hmm. who is, uh, I will call him an inventor. I think that's an apt description. He's many things. He is many things. But a philosopher. Indeed. <laughs> uh, a preacher, actually, yep. Uh, yep. part-time yep. here and there. A farmer. Well, I don't know. He, t- he says his wife's the farmer, but he, he lives parti- on a farm. He participates. <laughs> uh, owns some horses and tractors yeah. and livestock, um, but also writes software for a living. Yeah. Kind of a kind of a eclectic and very smart guy. So we're looking forward to chatting with him. Yeah. So come back and check us out. Episode one is up next. We'll look forward to having you there. Take care, guys. Mm-hmm.